for me, what freedom means is the ability for me to make choices that bring my passion and joy forward without doing so at the expense of others. What does the word freedom mean to you? Only you can define it in your life and only you can decide to build the life of freedom and fulfillment you deserve. This is Freedom Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Mercadante, and we're grateful you're here. So this is Kurt Mercadante with the Freedom Media Network, and I'm here today with Dr. Troy Hall. He's Chief Strategy Officer for the South Carolina Federal Credit Union and author of a great new book called Cohesion Culture. Dr. Troy, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Kurt, for having me. It's gonna be a great session. All right, so the only real set question I ask any of my guests, this is a question that I have on my T-shirt. We gave you a T-shirt earlier. Yes, that's right, I'm excited, yes. (laughs) It's that question, the word freedom. What does it mean to you? You know, it's, you think it's going to be easy to answer, <laughs> but I had to think a little bit about it. I actually even looked it up in the dictionary just to make sure I had some idea what might be happening with it. And for me, what freedom means is the ability for me to make choices that bring my passion and joy forward without doing so at the expense of others. Excellent. Interesting. Interesting. It's it's always interesting because I've been asking this question of people and guests for about two years now, and everyone has such a unique answer. There's commonalities. There's a common theme going, and I need to put them all together in one video and really dissect that. But I love that, and it's interesting when I bring up freedom. You know, companies will bring me in to speak with them and do workshops, and some people say, "Well, why would a company want to do that?" You talk about freedom. In your book, you talk about the word autonomy, and you talk about allowing employees as part of that cohesion culture, right. freedom within. Where's that balance between you know freedom and what some people might say discipline? Well, it comes within the entrepreneurial spirit. So what we know in the marketplace today is that one of the characteristics of individuals is this strong desire for entrepreneurial much like you, you're an entrepreneur. And so when you think about it, it's like you're the owner of this company, so what choices and decisions will you make that are consistent with what you know you have the authority to make, and that becomes your autonomy, but yet you consider the impact that those choices have on others. Because what you don't want as an individual, no matter what autonomy you have, that you create unintended consequences. How so? Meaning that if I say that I have the freedom to spend whatever I want as the entrepreneur of my company, but it causes me to lay people off, then maybe my freedom was great for me, but how did I condition it or value it for others? And that's why in the beginning when you asked me about freedom and why I thought about it, it's like, I wanna be free to make choices, but I don't wanna make a choice that actually hurts or damages or harms someone else. And I kinda think that that just seems pretty reasonable and practical in leadership that as business leaders, why would we wanna go out on a rampage to making choices and decisions (laughs) that ruin people's lives? Yeah, absolutely. I I recently interviewed uh, Patrick Bryant, who's Uber entrepreneur here locally, started the Harbor Entrepreneur Center. And it was interesting because he went back and he surveyed a number of his employees. And they found that the number one compensation value of his employees, it wasn't any single benefit, it wasn't money, it was freedom. And the employees wanted freedom and wanted some of that autonomy. Now, of course, you gotta build guardrails within, which is sort of what a cohesion, cohesion culture is all about, isn't it? Right, so it's, it's tapping into those intrinsic values. So what you really talked about was a great way to distinguish extrinsic versus intrinsic values. And where freedom can live in both the extrinsic and the intrinsic. So in a work environment, when you talk about pay, 
that's extrinsically motivating to an individual. But when you talk about something like freedom, which taps into the emotional aspect of the individual, now you're feeding into the intrinsic values of individuals. Because in a cohesion culture, you have this sense of belonging, where everyone wants to belong to something. Their identity is to be a part of something that's big and special, something that's unique. And their value system is based on their meaningful contribution to themselves and to the organization. And then commitment, which is the third element of this culture, says that as the organizational leader, I'm gonna to commit to the employee and I'm going to align employee development and goals to desired organizational outcomes. And when I do that, I then have a cohesive culture. I then can have this great opportunity for intrinsic values to feed my work cycle and to feed my progress loop and to feed me each and every day. And by the way, it is an insatiable appetite for us. <laughs> well, when you talk about intrinsic and extrinsic, and actually there's a note in the book, uh, one of the blank, at the end of the chapter, I said, ask Dr. Choi about intrinsic versus extrinsic, because I think it's, it's so important, not only for employees, but any human, right? When someone cracks the whip and gets you to do something, you may do it, you're not fulfilled doing it. And that's why sometimes gyms are full in January and not full in December, right? You're not intrinsically right. motivated. But you hint at this in the book. You don't hint at it, you go right at it. Some companies, through extrinsically motivated gimmicks, or some of them are gimmicks, some of them are money, some of them are benefits, some of them are, hey, quarterly, we're gonna take out the company credit card and let you get drunk at a happy hour. We're gonna put a foosball table in and that's a... Can you buy employee engagement? No, you can't. So this is what I tell my clients that I consult with. So part of my role at the credit union, not only being the chief strategy officer, but I also manage the consulting arm of our subsidiary. So I have clients that we deal with that are in the credit union industry, automotive, manufacturing, healthcare. Uh, I've, I've talked with leaders around the globe on these particular topics. And the one thing is this, if you are going to be uh, price sensitive, then you are going to be priced forever. So if you buy something, you're going to constantly be buying it. So it's the same thing as when a leader actually uses authority to get people to do things. And you talked about that, you hinted at that earlier, yeah. right? So if you as a leader, you're constantly having people do things because you say so, not because they believe it's the right thing to do, you have to constantly be there. So if you're buying something from someone and it's at a price, then they're always going to think that the value of the relationship is based on the price. And this is what we already know. The data tells us from sales is that people aren't always motivated by price. Right. It's other things that make a difference. So in this, in this role of consulting and understanding cohesion culture, it's yes, you do have to have a salary compensation program. You have to have recruitment, performance management, and then you have to have the development of the individual. Those are the poor, four pillars of talent management. Of course you would have them. <laughs> but if you base everything on price, that's all you're gonna get. Hey, what's up, fellow freedom fighters? Listen, are you in operations in the C-suite and human resources? Hell, are you anyone who's interested in building a team of superheroes? Well, guess what? I got a treat for you. We launched my latest podcast. It's called Team of Superheroes. We talk about employee engagement. We talk about leadership. You know what? Instead of putting warm butts in seats and trying to engage them, 
our podcast teaches you how and empowers you to empower your individual team members to unleash their unique superpowers to achieve key outcomes. They're more fulfilled, which means they're more engaged, which means they're more productive, which means they and you are more profitable. Go and check out the Team of Superheroes podcast here on iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you over there.